Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. With producer Sanaa Marie, each week I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose, the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. It's DJ King. You know how I'm rocking. It's DJ King, you bastards. Rocking with Miss Ina Esco in the Verbally Effective Podcast. You did. This is Cynthia Daniels, Chief Event Strategist of Cynthia Daniels and Company, and I'm on Verbally Effective Podcast with Ina Esco. Alexis Cole and I am verbally effective because I love mentoring young girls. I feel like girls are the future. They are here to stay and I love being able to connect with them on a global aspect. Alexis Cole's platform Be True, Be Bold, Be You is geared towards individuals who are experiencing insecurities about themselves that could potentially affect their mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. She strives to promote self-confidence through everyone in life. As long as you stay true to yourself, there is nothing that can stop you. Verbally Effective, your double E, Ina Esco here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Verbally Effective podcast. You guys could be anywhere on this planet, but you are here with me and my guest today. I welcome Alexis Cole. She is, oh wow, she has so many titles. She is a former HBCU queen with University of Arkansas Pine Bluff and she also has the title of the 84th Miss University. Oh, that's Arkansas Pine Bluff again. Um, but you are also Miss Black Tennessee, right? Yes, ma'am. Miss Black Tennessee 2019. Yes, ma'am. 2019. So that's a fresh title right there. I know we're going to be talking about, you know, your world of pageantry today in addition to many other uh, involvements that you have because you're also an alto saxophonist and you know I love the saxophone I grew up in the house and my brother played the sax and you killing it because I didn't been to <laughs> several events where you were performing how are you doing today Alexis I am doing great how are you doing thank you for asking I'm doing good. You know, we're all trying to figure it out these days with Absolutely. the pandemic in addition to many protests that are going on. So we're going to dive into a lot of that today. However, we're going to start at the beginning, Alexis. What part of Memphis are you from? 
All right. So I had the extinct pleasure of coming from Orange Mound, Tennessee. I know a lot of people (laughs) might know where that is in Memphis, but my whole family is from there. I spent a great deal of my time in Orange Mound. I went to Mamoriah Baptist Church in Orange Mound on Corns Avenue. I spent a great deal of time at Orange Mound Community Center. I went to Sharp Elementary. I went to Hanley. So that's I spend most of my time out there, definitely. Wow. So that explains why I see you doing a lot in the community with Orange Mound and many other, you know, uh, people that are in leadership in Orange Mound. I see you there. So I see the connection now. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. But I also, I've also been in different places in Memphis too. I spent a great deal of time in Cordova. I graduated from Cordova High School, and then oh. I graduated from Stack Music Academy with my music. That's in South Memphis. So mm. I've been all over. <laughs> wow. So tell me, Alexis. Just you know, growing up in Orange Mound, um, and really it seems like you've been very cultured in your upbringing tell me about growing up as Alexis Cole in the mound and then transitioning into other areas in Memphis well, it was a very diverse upbringing. One of the things that my mom wanted to do when we were growing up is just giving us a broad outlook on life and understanding that life is different and everything is always going to change. So you want to be adaptable in any environment that you're in. So she was very, very um, adamant on our education and the places that we received education from. So during the day, I was around culture and around a lot of different ethnicities at Cordova. And then at night, I was in South Memphis at Stacks Music Academy. So I actually had the opportunity to go to two schools um, while in high school. And it was a very, very um, impactful time for me in my life. So I was able to do that as well as just being in Orange Mound um, at night, going to church and doing the whole church thing. Um, I think it definitely gave me just a great outlook on how life is supposed to be and how diverse you're supposed to be in order to, you know, reach your goals and be successful definitely now when did you start playing saxophone so I started playing the saxophone in the sixth grade all right in the sixth grade I actually I actually started playing the piano first and then when I got into sixth grade I wanted to be in the band Mm. and when I was getting um, tested on the different instruments the way my lip structure is um is I was able to play a lot of different instruments like I could play the trombone I could play the trumpet you Mm. know just because of my bone and my lip structure but for some reason the band director wanted to put me on the clarinet and I didn't understand (laughs) And I didn't understand why. And I kept asking because I, I really had a passion at the time. I really had a passion for playing the saxophone because it was very unique and different. And I wanted to kind of stand out. So I asked him, I said, well, why can't I play the saxophone? I tested on it good. You know I'm capable of playing it. And the band director, he just basically told me, well, I don't want a sax- female saxophonist in my band. Wow. He just flat out told me. No, and you know what we do as children? I called my mom. Mm. And my mom came up to the school and she told him, she said, listen, you know, give my daughter a chance. If it doesn't work out, you can put her on something else. But let, we'll let her, her, you know, you know get, get that, that experience. experience. So, so long, long story, story short, short she let me get the experience and I've been playing ever since. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe he actually told you this. Absolutely. I experienced that at a very young age. People tell me that you couldn't do stuff because you were a woman or because you were a black. 
black woman, and, and it just kind of pushed, pushed me even more. more. You know, I was, was kind of like, like um, David and Goliath, Goliath just, you know, you know, you know, you know people, people were knocking me down, down getting back up again. Yes, ma'am. You know, one of the things that I read over in your bio, I know that you struggled with low self-esteem. Where did that manifest so, out, out. Me, my so how old were you when you started modeling Alexis? So I started modeling probably around the age of 13, 14. Um, my mom, she didn't want me to start too early because, you know, she knows how the industry is, but she was everywhere with me. And I started, I think that was a great age for me to start because that's when I was making that transition to becoming a teenager. So. Okay. And at that time when you were modeling, did you have, you know, hopes and dreams of entering into pageantry? Is that where that started? Actually, the pageantry started when I wanted to go to college. I knew I needed money to go to school, so and I knew I played the saxophone. I knew I was already modeling already, so I felt like, okay, well, let me just, you know, take a leap of faith and just put myself out there and see what happens. So I actually competed in my first pageant. It was the Miss Black Memphis pageant, and that was yeah, Miss Miss Black Memphis. And I was just 16 years old. I was turning 17 in December, but I had the opportunity to either compete in the teen division or the miss division and my mom said you know she would always push us so much and she said well just go for the big one go for miss miss black Memphis." Yes. i'm like mom i'm only 16 your mama already knew you your mama already knew you was a star, honey she said go for it yeah, i'm like, only 16 she was just like but you can do it alexis i know you can do it she said just put yourself out there and do it so mm-hmm. we would work at the house she would be training me and everything that I learned just with pageantry and modeling was very raw Mm-hmm. I never really had a whole whole lot of training. It was very raw, and we did it in the house, and we would watch videos and watch Tyra and watch all of these different people um, do the do. And basically, you know, I got up there when it was time for me to compete for Miss Black Memphis, and I actually ended up winning. Yes. Yeah, and it was crazy because I was going against women twice my age, wow. and I was still dealing with the same insecurities because I was the tallest person on stage. So that that was still there mm-hmm. and needless to say you know I just overcame um overcame it and I just started doing more pageants and once I got to college it was kind of like I already knew what I wanted to do I was very focused yes wow so <laughs> that's how it all started now let's talk a bit yeah. about uh you going to University of Arkansas Pine Bluff how did you choose that particular university 
Yes. So one of the reasons why I wanted to go to UAPB is because I always dreamt of going to an HBCU. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I was raised on it. I had family members that actually went to Lemoyne on, went to Fisk, went to Gremlin and all these different illustrious um, HBCUs. And I knew I wanted to get that opportunity. But with me going to Cordova, for some reason, they weren't really spotlighting a lot of HBCUs during that time. So um, I ended up um, getting an internship at, um, I think it was Ohio State. I went there for the summer and they gave me one of their um, minority scholarships, which was good. And I also got a scholarship to Princeton University. Mm. I got the Princeton Prize in Race Relations because in high school I had a voter's registration drive for Barack Obama. And it was crazy because I wasn't even able to vote at that wow. time I was still 17 I was just 17 years old mm. but I had a voter's registration drive and I submitted my application to to win the Princeton Prize in Race Relations and I ended up winning and I got to fly up to Princeton University got to do a big speech in front of the whole faculty and staff and it was a great experience for me but I always knew that I wanted to get that HBCU experience. Yeah. So I ended up connecting. I was at actually at a job, um, at a, um, I think it was like a career fair set slash college fair. And I would never forget him. Carl Wimper from UAPB. He stopped me and my mom. And he said, he's like, Alexis, he was like, what's your name? Wait, ask me what my name was first. And he was just like, you're going to be Miss UAPB. Come over here and follow me. <laughs> he knew it. He <laughs> I was like, knew it. UAPB? I was like, Miss UAPB, what is that? And he was just like, I'm going to show you. So he started telling me about the university, how it was so uh, prominent with not only black students, but just with diverse students as a whole. And he thought I would be a great fit for, for the university. Mm-hmm. So he scheduled a tour with me and my mom. And we ended up going up there. Now, something told me to bring my saxophone. Okay. So I brought my saxophone with me, and I ended up, um, he ended up introducing me to the band director, um, Mr. Graham. He's still there to this day. Wow. And I ended up getting um, getting an opportunity to perform and audition for him. And I didn't know I was auditioning for the band. I was just playing for him. And I didn't know at the time that the band director was a saxophone player. Oh, wow. And he had, yes, and he had um, a Charlie Parker Army book sitting on his desk at the time. And I have been playing out of that book for years so I said I said listen I can play out of that book can I play something out of your Charlie Parker book he said all right good he was like let's play something out of that now mm-hmm. if anybody knows what Charlie Parker is that's heavy jazz that's yeah. you can't play with that you know you gotta <laughs> know what you're doing so I ended up playing out of that Charlie Parker book and he ended up calling another um, older man into the room while I was playing. Now at the time I didn't know who he was but he ended up being the jazz band director for the entire university mm. and so I ended up auditioning for him and for the band director and that's when the jazz band director his name is Mr. Evans will never forget that man to the day and he said no she's going to be in my band Mm. He was like, and I didn't know who he was. I'm like, well, who are you? He's like, I'm over the jazz band for the university. He's like, you're going to be playing for me. Mm. And long story short, I have been playing for him for the next four years. Wow. So your entire experience at UAPB, you were in the jazz band. Yes, I was. I was um, a couple of years. I was the only girl in the band. Wow. Um, yeah, and it and everybody that knows um, HBCU bands, they know that the jazz band. That's the premier band. That's the band that all the greatest players are in. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you mm-hmm. want to be a real musician, you're in jazz band. 
Wow. Uh, so, yeah, it was a great experience for me, definitely. I know you enjoyed your time in the jazz band at UAPB, but I know you were involved in other activities as well. Now, you were a, a marketing major, correct? Yes, I got my degree in business marketing. Yes, ma'am. And why did you choose marketing, Alexis? I chose marketing because I think that it was just a diverse thing for me. I think it gave me the opportunity to do different things, not only just with music, but just in the business world. So growing up, my mom was a big corporate woman. She worked for um, Blue Cross Blue Shield. She was a corp- um, she was a um, business account representative, and with that, she was able to, you know have a business mind and she she was still going to school to get her degree at the same time Mm -hmm. so you know I was always able to see my mom in that corporate setting so I knew I wanted to be a business woman Mm -hmm. so I just felt like marketing was a great fit for me because I loved connecting with people I loved public speaking so I just felt like it would be a great fit Yes, and I see you also pledged Delta Sigma Theta. Yes, I am a Spring 12 initiate of the Delta Eta chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated at the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. My line. <laughs> <laughs> baby. All day. Um, my line name is Retro Red. My, my, my line, uh, my line name for my entire line spring 12 is triple f um okay. i love them to death <laughs> now now alexis you said your line name is what again retro red retro red okay yeah. okay i'm loving it i'm loving it yeah. now with you being at a hbcu and pledging delta sigma theta at an hbcu i know that was quite an experience right Absolutely. I think I got to experience everything when it came to just being in a great sorority and just being um, involved in campus and winning the step shows. I was also the step master while I was in the what? chapter. So, okay, yeah, so. Alexis. <laughs> get down so with it. Get down. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. Winning step shows, doing community service, traveling, just getting that whole Greek life experience was such a, an, an amazing time for me. It, it truly was. <laughs> wow. So when you participated in the Miss University of Arkansas Pine Bluff pageant, was that your senior or junior year? That was actually my junior year leading up to my senior year. So I won Miss Junior that year. And while I was Miss Junior, I ended up competing for um, the title of Miss University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. And I ended up um, winning. And I was just able to to kind of cattle, um, just kind of piggyback off everything that I was doing from playing the saxophone to being in a sorority to doing my community service. And and then I ended up um, competing to be in the top 10. um, I I don't know if you're familiar with this, but the top 10 Ebony HBCU Queens. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I ended up competing for that and ended up um, getting into you know, in the centerfold as well for Ebony Magazine. So that was a great experience. Wow. Now, I knew that you were in the pageant world, but when I read over your bio, I I saw that you were uh, Miss Arkansas Pine Bluff. I said, oh, we got something in common because I was Miss LOC in 2000. But you have taken it much further. Like, I had that crown, baby, and that was that on that. But you have taken it much further further so you didn't stop there so Alexis um, 
what made you keep going in the pageant world? I wanted to um, keep doing pageants because I felt like, you know, girls needed that type of representation, not just um, the minority girls, but just African-American women as a whole. I think a lot of um, girls think that they can't compete because they might think that they have a different body type. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, um, Ina, but I'm not a skinny girl. I'm, no, I'm kind of curvy. You a thick one, Fanny. A thick I'm kind of curvy, and I've been able to not only win pageants, but just be a beacon of light to girls that will want to compete or want to or need that representation. Mm-hmm. So one of the reasons why I wanted to keep doing pageants was because I just wanted to be a beacon of light for them to let them know that they, too, can get up there in a swimsuit or in mm-hmm. fitness wear and be confident and ready to, you know, hit the stage and, and be a beacon of light to someone else. So one of the reasons, like I said, I just wanted to be a beacon of light to a girl that felt like they weren't good enough or couldn't put themselves out there like that. So Right. And I know that you mentor young ladies as well, right? Yes. Okay, so that that is a wonderful uh, thing for you to do uh, with being in pageantry. And uh, one of the things that I wanted to ask you was, you know, when you get into these pageants, they are very competitive, honey. (laughs) Now, you know, from going to the title of Miss University of Arkansas Pine Bluff, to being Miss Black Tennessee. Tell me how that competition changed. Like what did what what were the stark differences for you? Well, one of the reasons why I actually wanted to compete um, for Miss UAPB was because of the simple fact that I felt like, you know, the odds were against me. And like I said before, I definitely wanted to put my best self out there and be a beacon of light to someone that felt like they weren't good enough. Um, Because I don't know if you know this, Ina, but I didn't know anyone before I went to Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And I kind of really did start it from the bottom. So everyone that knew me prior to me winning Miss UAPB definitely saw my journey and saw how hard I worked. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to be a beacon of light to people that for them to understand that as long as they work hard and put their best foot forward, anything is possible so when I won that title that was like I was going off the back of being be true be bold be you and I still use that platform to this day um and which basically means that whatever you go through in life or whatever situations come your way as long as you stay true to who you are it doesn't matter what anyone says about you thinks about you or perceives you to be and through this platform I've been able to connect with not only um girls but guys as well because everyone needs that type of confidence and that type of courage and vigor to get to the next level so that was one of the things that I definitely wanted to do as Miss UAPB and when I went on to compete for Miss Black USA after I um, got Miss Black Tennessee I definitely want to run on that same strength because at the end of the day you know a lot of people are put into situations that they feel like they're not good enough to be in and I Mm -hmm. definitely want to be that symbol of hope that you know as long as you work hard and are determined and you put the work in that anything is possible so so when I competed for Miss Black USA, I ended up winning third runner-up. Hey. Yeah. How was <laughs> that was... experience for, for running for Miss Black USA? That's like the top <laughs> level of pageants. 
Yes, yes, yes. So when I did uh, Miss Black USA, it was a very um, different experience for me. Not only, you know, was I competing against um, African-American women throughout the whole country, but all of us were equally successful in our own right. Like you Mm -hmm. had, you were going against medical students. You were going against future lawyers. You were going against, you know, people in me, like in the medical field, writers, you know, inspiring singers. Like you had so many women from so many different walks of life. And the fact that we were all competing against one title, it almost felt like a sisterhood more so than a competition. Mm. So, um, with that experience, I just kind of um, just used, utilized it to the best of my ability, as well as I was able to connect with so many different um, phenomenal women across the country, and it was a great experience. I know it was, Alexis. Like, you know, like just listening to you talk about this, this is what you do. What kind of preparation goes into preparing for a pageant can you break that down for people because i know it's a lot of hard work and preparation it is a lot of hard work and preparation but over the years i've just come to realize that i have to stay true to myself you know i can't try to be like the winner that won prior to me or prior to before me competing i just always want to go into a pageant with my best foot forward and just being myself so the first thing you want to do is be yourself and understand that you're going to be a different candidate Mm -hmm. so that's the first thing i do the second thing i do i always try to make sure that i'm living a healthy lifestyle as far as my fitness because you want to be positive in all different walks of life, not just with speaking positivity, but you want to be also living a healthy lifestyle mm-hmm. as well. So I start working out and getting my body together because I want to be exuding that healthy lifestyle yes. as well as just getting my talent together and just getting my Q&As together. And a lot of times people ask, you know, what's the most um, challenging thing about getting ready for a pageant? And I would definitely say it would probably be probably be the interview because you never want to offend anyone but you Mm -hmm. also want to speak your truth yeah you know what i mean and what you've experienced and sometimes they can go over good and sometimes they can go over bad but you definitely just want to stay true to yourself so that's just kind of how i prep um prep myself for just getting ready for pageants wow now when you think about it with COVID 19 and effect how has that affected the pageantry world it has um, affected us in a great, um, a great deal, only because we're not able to make as many appearances mm-hmm. as we once did. Um, you know, however, social media has been one of the greatest um, components of us getting our messages across and getting our um, our voices heard um, just with our platforms and everything that we have going on in the community. And although we're on phase um, three in Memphis, Tennessee, you know, I'm still trying to practice social distancing because yeah. we want to be living a healthy lifestyle and we don't want to get anyone sick or anything like that. So it's been kind of challenging, but with social media, I think that's helped out a great deal. Yeah, social media, it has really changed the game overall for like across industries, right? Now, um, when you think about it, like you are absolutely stunning, Alexis, you're gorgeous. And I remember one thing my daddy always used to tell me about being pretty. He was like, it could be a gift and a curse. Absolutely. absolutely. (laughs) So let's talk about that for a minute. You know, how has your beauty been a gift and a curse over the years? 
Well, one of the things that my mom taught me, and I think at an early age, because I think she knew that I was going to be, I'm not going to say pretty, but different. She knew at an early age that I was going to be different. I will say that she said, told me that beauty fades. Mm-hmm. You know, it's what's on the inside that's most important. Yeah. So one of the things that I always try to do is make sure that my spirit is connected and understand that, you know, just because I look a certain way, it doesn't it doesn't give me the right to mistreat anyone or make people feel like they're less than just because, quote unquote, I might look a certain type of way. You know, mm-hmm. so one of the things that I always definitely try to do is let people understand that, you know, it's what's on the inside that was what matters the most, you know, and, and looks do fade. So you want to be a good person um, on the inside because once you're beautiful on the inside, then all that beauty on the outside, it just takes over. So you, definitely, so you definitely want to make sure that you have a good positive outcome or a good positive um outlook on life because you don't never know who you're affecting or who you're um influencing definitely definitely now let's talk a minute about um what's going on well we kind of hit on how COVID has affected the pageantry world but other than this big pandemic we have a lot of social injustices that are happening due to the deaths of uh, George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, just to name a few. Those are like the most recent, uh, Rayshard Brooks as well. So, you know, with your platform in pageantry, you know, are you able to be vocal about, you know, how you feel um, with, with the protests, with the injustices that are going on? And do you utilize your platform to Absolutely. send messaging? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that I always try to do when I'm competing in a pageant, I always try to make sure that that pageant system is unlocked, is aligned with what my personal beliefs are. Mm-hmm. And the Miss, you know, the Miss Black USA system, you know, there are very big components of social injustice and making sure that um, black people are letting their voices be heard. But I'm also competing for the title of Elite Miss Earth USA. And in the Miss Earth USA system, they're very big components of letting our voices be heard. They've gone out and made their own um, independent posts about, you know, social injustice towards black um, people, as well as they encourage us to make our voices be heard, too. So the fact that I've been able to connect with two different organizations that align with my beliefs is so important to me. And I'm so grateful for that opportunity. So. Mm Um, one of the things that I try to do is let my voice be heard as well as tell my story. I know a lot of people don't know this, but I come from a military family. Like my dad was a Marine. My brother, yes, my brother, he, he actually just got out of the Air Force. He was a commander and he served his time. So now he's done. And then my uncle, he was in the Navy. I have my cousin. She's actually going into the Navy. So I come from a big military family. And with that, you know, the fact that we're, getting treated with such you know such horrible things is just it's just bad for me and bad for the country because at the end of the day you know my family has have put their lives on the line for our country and the fact that we're not getting treated with the same um with the same justice and the same equality is very sad to me and i definitely think we need reform as of right now because it's 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 a bad situation Definitely. And and I know it feels good that, you know, you're able to utilize your platform 
to get the message out there on your thoughts, on your feelings. Um, you know, I, I come from a military uh, family as well. My dad is retired army and most of my uncles are as well. So, you know, when you kind of hear their stories of what they went through and even, you know, former generations that were fighting in war and when they got home, they were totally disrespected. They couldn't even vote, you know, things like that. Right. They just really make you mad a little bit. But yeah, it do feel like the tables are turning a bit right now. I mean, yeah. it just feels like um, a revolution is going on. Something feels yeah. different now, I think. Yeah, and I think it's definitely something different in the air. You know, we still have a long way to go, but, you know, with these protests and people actually speaking out and you have large corporations speaking out against social injustice, I think that that's probably one of the greatest things that we've seen in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. But like I said before, we still have a long way to go. I think justice is being served. However, you know, like I said, we still have a long way to go, and I'm just excited to see what um, what, um, what outcomes we have in the future. I am too, Alexis, because it seemed like anything can happen at this point. <laughs> right, anything can happen. You know, one day it could be blue, the next day it could be, it could be green. Girl, just yes, <laughs> definitely. Now, Alexis, over the years and through all of your experiences, what is the biggest lesson that you think you've learned about, um, I would say, what is the biggest lesson you've learned from your experience being in the pageant world and having a such a huge platform and being able to have a voice for all of these young women? What's the biggest lesson you've learned? I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned is just to stay true to yourself. And I know it might sound cliche, but one of the things that has helped me just to overcome everything that I've had to overcome and being able to, you know, win, not only win passions, but to just to be successful in life is just to stay true to myself. And although everyone might be going one direction, it's okay to be different. It's okay to think about things in a different type of way because you don't never know who you're impacting or who you're influencing um, because one thing that I've realized is that if you're interested in something someone else is interested in it too and they might be afraid or scared to actually speak out about it mm -hmm. so um, one of the things that I've de definitely wanted to do just not only in just in pageantry but in life is just to stay true to myself speak my truth and encourage others to speak theirs as well Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Now, tell me something about Alexis that I don't know. Like, what are some of the hobbies that you have that no one has any idea that you like to do? Okay, so one of the things I love doing, I love spending time with my family. Um, I'm, I'm very busy during the day. I don't know if you all know this, but I'm a director at a hospital. I'm um, over environmental services at Forest City Medical Center. Mm -hmm. And with me being a frontliner right now during COVID-19, I definitely like to spend time with my family and just make sure I'm connecting with them. I also love cars. Um, I drive yes. a red, <laughs> yes, I drive a red 2013 Camaro, okay. and I love that, and I love that thing. Well, you got <laughs> that thing it. tricked out, don't it? Yeah, it's, I got a supercharge, and 
just I love that car and I'm and a lot of people don't know this but I love cars like not just my car but just I love looking at cars and mm. And I just love the detail work in them and all that good stuff. Now, you know, they have, like, those car clubs. Are you involved mm-hmm. in a car club? I actually just, when I took this from um, promotion in Forest City, um, I definitely just got back acclimated to being in Memphis. So mm-hmm. once COVID-19 and stuff is over, hopefully I can be a part of, like, a Camaro club or yeah. something like that. Yeah, <laughs> you'd like to go fast, huh? Alexis. Yeah. I try to, I make sure I stay the speed limit because, believe it or not, and I actually have a good driving record. Okay. I don't have a bad driving record. Okay. But like I said before, I love good cars. I love, you know, I love sports cars. So, yes. yeah. That's good to know. That's good to know. I bet a lot of people didn't know that about you. Um, also, uh, what does the future look like for you, um, Alexis, with the pageant world? Are, are Do you have hopes of becoming Miss USA? Or, I mean, do you even think about those things? Do you want to take it to that level or no? All right. So, um, in 2017, I actually competed for the title of um, Miss Tennessee USA and that's with the Miss USA organization Mm -hmm. and that was my actually my first time competing for a state title and I ended up um, placing in the top 15 and mind you it was not a lot of it was not a lot of um minorities Mm -hmm. in that minorities in that pageant but um out of 60 girls I placed in the top 15 and I was um blessed with the opportunity to win Miss Photogenic yeah so okay. with that, you know, I yeah. So with that, I, I I definitely had a great experience with that. Um, but I'm actually looking after this pageant. I'm actually looking to start my own, you know, pageant system with inner city girls yes. in our community because I think that it's important for um our girls to understand that you know it's okay to be different as well as I want them to get that pageantry experience because not only is pageantry about getting up there and putting on a pretty dress and walking across the stage but it's about, it's about how, how you articulate, articulate yourself, yourself. How, you, how you you know, you know how, how you present, present yourself, yourself when you're, when in, you're public. in public and I and think, I think girls, girls definitely need that type, type of training, training so, so no matter, no matter if, they if they want to pursue, pursue pageantry starting your own like pageant system like I'm loving it Alexis thank you I really appreciate that and then and then one of the things just in the corporate world that I would definitely want to do um I definitely want to be a a young um vice president in my company I work for HHS and with our company we don't have a lot of um, minority women Mm -hmm. in um vice president roles so I would definitely want to get that experience as well Wow, I think you're going to get it, Alexis. I think you're going to get exactly what you want because I can tell that you're a very hard worker, you're very consistent, and you're staying true to yourself. So if you keep doing those things, you're going to be perfectly fine, honey. You are going to be just fine. I just want to thank you so much for joining me today on the Verbally Effective Podcast. You told me that your motto is be true, be bold, be you. 
and yes. I really uh, like that that motto and I know that you are just gonna do so many <laughs> wonderful things in life Alexis you're a great example to these young ladies as well I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm still learning by the day, but I really appreciate that. And And you're giving back to the Orange Mound community as well. So, you know. Absolutely. Got to give it back. Absolutely. We love the Mound. We definitely love the Mound. Now, Alexis, (laughs) tell everyone how they can get in touch with you and keep up with all the wonderful things that you're doing. So I am on Instagram. I am on Facebook. On Instagram, my name is Alexis.Cole, which is A-L-E-X-I-S dot C-O-L-E, and on Facebook is just my name, Alexis Cole, and my email address is acole.cole1 at gmail.com. Amazing. Thank you so much, Alexis Cole, for joining me today on the Verbally Effective Podcast. You are indeed verbally effective, first of all. <laughs> but I also, like I said, I love that motto, Be True, Be Bold, Be You. I'm pretty sure I'm going to name your episode that and I just want to thank you once again for joining me today beautiful on the verbally effective podcast thank you so much